Welcome to our first episode of Season 2 of Business Matters. We're coming to you from the Wind Technology Studio here in the Chamber office. And, of course, we also want to make sure we recognize and thank our media sponsor, Royal Credit Union. Uh, for those of you out there, my name is Dave Miner. I'm the President and CEO for the Eau Claire Chamber. And I'm very honored today to have my two counterparts join me in talking about what is the Chamber world. Uh, this is Chamber Month across the state of Wisconsin. And so we thought, what a great way to start off. And so joining me today is Ashley DeMuth with the Menominee Chamber. And you are the CEO. And Allison Wisniski, am I close? I think I You're got close. it. You're close. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Practicing all morning. And you are the CEO president of the Chippewa Falls Chamber. So thank you both. Thank you for having us. Thanks. Happy to be here. And I think part of this, too, is, uh, you know, we always, I'm sure you guys get the same questions of, you know, what do you guys do? What, you know, why three, all those things. So we want to kind of talk a little bit about that of, you know, how we work together and and collaborate and and the importance of all that. So um, from, I guess I was going to say alphabetically, but let's see. A, A, A. Man, this is tough. Um, we can go by last names. Oh, and then I'll, 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 laugh, I'll last. That's perfect. You've done that a few times in your life. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. So, at, we're with Ashley Menominee. Here we go. Yeah. What is a chamber to you? What do you feel in your community? What does the chamber bring to the Menominee area? Well, I think that depends on who you ask, Dave. Oh, absolutely. No, it's it's really interesting because the chamber really means something different to any business or any individual, right? Um, but essentially, we're, we're there to support the business community. We're there to be a unified voice uh, to make sure that they have the tools and the resources that they need. Um, interestingly enough, Allison is very much like our chamber where we're also a visitor center. So Menominee Area Chamber and Visitor Center. So we also have that tourism arm. So really focusing in on, you know, workforce as well as what does it mean to be a place to live, work, and play. So that play piece of bringing people to our community, they'll stay here, they'll bolster our economy. But ultimately, we're here to make sure that businesses are successful and that our community can thrive in whatever aspect that means to your business because it's going to be different from a, B, C, D. It could mean mm-hmm. something different every day, right? right? Yep. Um, but ultimately, we we are there to be there for whatever is needed within our capacity and our reason. Allison, how about you up in Chippewa? How do you, f- I mean, you're for just over a year now? Just about just a, a year. Just, just about, about nine a year. months, yep. You know, yep. And, and again, but you had some experience with the Chamber of Visitor you know, before. W- from your point of view, what what is the chamber? What is your role up in Chippewa? How do you view that that collaboration? Well, I'd like to say ditto, but that would not be a very exciting, <laughs> you know, conversation for uh, those now, that are now listening. Now we know why she How wants to go. How could you say that in different yeah. words? Go, yeah, <laughs> um, I mean, right. The, I think the focus of what chambers are isn't different, right? It is that supporting that business Mm. um, community and what that means and how we get there. That's what looks different. We've met several times already in my short nine months, and I know you guys have before me. Um, We all do it a little bit different. So as you said, Ashley, right, we have the tourism division, um, which I think in some days muddies the water and makes it gray but mm-hmm. then on other days and i would say those out the other days outweigh the gray is um it really makes us stronger as we look at that workforce as we are all looking across the nation and across the state but across our region right is filling that pipeline of for workforce and so i think tourism is is a great avenue and has some of the same messages so for us it's that balance of the business and then the tourism but why people come to visit are also why they come 
to live yeah. here. So the messaging is similar. Mm-hmm. Change a few graphics out, and you know you've got workforce and you've got tourism messaging um, for both of those audiences. So really encouraging business and what that looks like. Um, we're heavy manufacturing, um, so that industry, but I mean across all industries, is just really how do we support our businesses? And as we've seen, it. It changes. It changes daily. It changes monthly. It depends on things that are out of our control. Some of them are in, I would say, fewer within our control. Um, but I think managing what, what those are and then hearing from our business community and our members, what are they looking for? What do they need? And how can we how can we serve them? Um, being new to the chamber, into this role, um, and having newer staff, we've done a lot of talking about what is a chamber? What do we do? Mm. And really what we've come to is connecting, right? We have conversations with right. all kinds of people and all across all Absolutely. industries, all days, yep. nights, weekends, whenever people are seeing you in the grocery store. So I think being able to connect people to other people, um, other resources, really that's what that's what to me boils down for chambers sure. is connecting. It makes us a continuous liaison. Yep. Always. Yes. We always have to be on in that aspect. Yeah. You were saying something. I just it kind of like when an airplane just went through my mind. It was just it really was a good question too. And now it's somewhere in the back here. <laughs> well, Dave, what does the chamber it'll, mean to you? It'll never really. Oh, we haven't got enough hours in a day. <laughs> but it, as we, one of the things I've realized when when I when I look at the chamber world and going on thirty some plus years, one of the things I realized that coming out of COVID is. We as organizations, we as chambers, really need to look at our communities differently than we ever have. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I go back early on in my career, and unfortunately, we were literally taught if somebody wasn't a member, you know, we pretended they didn't exist. You know, in the tourism industry, my former chamber, you know, if that hotel wasn't a member, we didn't give out the number. You know, you know we didn't talk about them. And, and really now coming out of COVID, we really have pivoted to – in the conversation of what we're doing, that is, what is this impact going to have on the greater community? Mm. Because, you know, again, when we look at our investors, we really have been pushing. It's not just the CEO. It's the 50, the 5, the 500 employees underneath that can come to things as well that we look out for. So I know with our with my board, it's really been a, a push to get people to start dynamically changing, saying, if we do X, what does this mean to the community? Because whether we ever agreed to it or not, we've always had a big impact on our communities. But I think we have to look at it differently today. It's not just those who are maybe investing, but it's beyond that to the greater community. But to your point, we're always on. We can't go to the grocery store without somebody asking a question. No, we cannot. You know, whether <laughs> we provi- like it or, or not. Or providing commentary. Well, absolutely. <laughs> or input. Yep. Well, it's, it's that's where you find out stuff. Absolutely. And, you know, I've always told my wife because she sees it coming and she'll just walk the other way. It's, <laughs> it's, I would say over half the time for me, it's setting the story straight. You know, so many times people don't have, as we all know, have all the facts. And so for the lieu of that, they make it up. They make it up. And God help us all when they start with that one because mm. it's it's an interesting day. So if nothing else, I just tell people, I don't care if you agree with what it is or not. I just want you to understand the truth. Here's the facts. Go with that. Now now go. But you, And once we do that, but a lot of times that for me is just what I see, you know. 
but you're right, we're in that fishbowl. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned the COVID era, right? We try to avoid that word sometimes, I think, but it really helped us identify from a chamber standpoint that the way that we operated 10 years ago, 15, 20 years ago, is no longer relevant to today's needs. And we really had to evolve and, and pivot for, um, you know, using that uh, word, oh, that word. Uh, <laughs> uh, I know, snap the ruler. Um, but we, we, we had to change. Yeah. And it was really interesting because I think that we leaned on each other from a chamber standpoint on, you know, what are you doing? What are you hearing in your community? And that's when um, I think even in Menominee, we started saying, okay, we need to be checking with our investors and our membership and see what is it that they need because we don't want to make those assumptions anymore. Right. It is. It just was, uh, I, I think for us just, Really, in the industry as a whole, we needed to step back and look at a, at the greater piece. You know, how do we fit into this? And I, I think it's only going to make our organizations stronger over time that, that we really look at. And when you, when you look at operation, um, you know, again, I look at a lot of chambers, you know, in the industry it's called pageants and pancake breakfast and parades Please. and all those wonderful things. But when, when, again, COVID hit, those things stopped, but yet none of us shut our doors. We were we busier became, than ever. Right. I mean, I, I remember staff meeting after staff meeting, we'd be listening to this chamber saying, God, we got nothing to do and we're we're bored. And my staff's like, come on up. We'll put you to work here. You know, if you got nothing to do. So I, I think to your point, it, it is, we, we, we need to continue to evolve. So. And from someone who wasn't in the industry, um, but followed, was still involved with the chamber, even in my previous position, um, is is just how... How could you think differently, and what mm. what could you bring value to? And again, it is that you you had to pivot, but I think that gave good checks and balance too. Of like, this is, we're not just going to continue to do the right. same thing. Um, and I I mean, many chambers. Um, I don't think the three around this table, but many chambers around the country, around the state, um, didn't come out of it. Oh, for us, yes. I mean, we grew in staff and we grew in membership. That seems crazy to, th right. to think about that, as especially um, other chambers who are, like you said, are, oh, we don't have enough to do, or we didn't know what to do. It was like that. That wasn't an issue, and I think that really set apart chambers who were yes. able to think differently. And I won't say, I mean, because I can't take credit for it. I wasn't there, but staff, but boards, but then the membership too. Thinking about how is the chamber different than it had been in all those years. For every business, they had to think differently about right. what they were doing and why they were doing it. Um, so I think for us in that industry, it just helped us be stronger. And if you came out of it, you were definitely stronger yes. um, for being able to think differently about about yeah. what you meant to your members and what you meant to the community. Absolutely. What value we bring. Mm-hmm. Truly. Correct. Well, and as, you know, my staff will always tell you, to, to me, when we look at things, there's always that question of what value does this bring our investors? Mm. Is, is it, are we doing something for us or are we doing it for them? You know, again, a lot of all of our events we talk about and things like that, when we get to it, it's like, what is the value to them? Who, we're doing this for somebody else, not for us. We so, may have so, great ideas or have right. all kinds of ideas. I don't think any of us probably at this table, any of our staff, are short on ideas no. it's always the time to do it so it's thinking what are those ideas that is going to bring yeah. bring value to the community to our members because there will always be ideas oh, yes. out there yeah 
So we talked, Allison, you're, you're just about a, a year or so. Ashley, you're on three? Gosh, it'll be almost, yeah, it'll be four this four. winter. Like, so talk, time a, flies. talk a little bit about your background. I always say people don't necessarily go to college for the nonprofit world. Uh, we, we all tend to fall in here somehow. So talk a little bit about your backgrounds, where you came from, and, and, and why Chamber? What drew you to this industry? You want me to start? Allison, okay. you start. I mean, this one you can't say ditto because yours is very, I newbie, mean, none of us. Right? Yeah. You're sticking claim I the am. newbie. I am for a, couple, a few more months, I think. Um, so I am originally from Minnesota and came here to school at UW-Eau Claire. I'm not a Vikings fan because um, that's usually the next follow-up question. Um, so I came here to go to school at UW-Eau Claire, um, met my now husband and stayed. And so I was one of those that didn't think I was going to. And now I'm adamant about getting people here that are coming to <laughs> UW-Eau Claire to stay here um, and to know what our wonderful communities bring. So um, after college, I worked for a brief stint um, in retail, very brief, um, and then found the chamber world. And as you um, alluded to, Dave, I was the tourism director at the Chippewa Falls Chamber for nine years. Didn't know anything about the tourism, tourism industry, didn't know existed, have a marketing background. So it fit, but had no idea about the industry. Sure. Um, fell in love with the community, um, had to leave for just a little bit. Uh, to, I came down here to work at UW-Eau Claire, actually. Um, and that gave me, I think, the experience to throw my hat in the ring for the president and CEO position. Um, so having that background, so nine years in tourism. So again, and chamber, knowing what the chamber world was. Sure. You're this, like, you know everything. Everybody <laughs> shares everything, whether you want them to or not. And you know, and I miss that. Um, and so coming back to Chippewa Falls um, in this role, uh, really at UW-Eau Claire, I uh, managed a department um, that we were responsible for basically running my own business. So that helped um, give me some of those skills sure. for the president CEO position. And live in Lake Halley, so not too far from the city of Chippewa Falls. Um, so I didn't go too far. I was still involved just because, again, that the chambers really know everything. Yeah. Um, not I'm not, I don't mean in the sense of like, we have all the answers and solve everything, but right, we, again, that connector, we hear right. about what's going on in this business and this business. Um, and I really miss that because you just know a lot about a few, a, a little bit about a lot of things and also being able to get your foot in the door to those businesses that you drive by, but may, maybe not ever have an excuse to get into. So I'm happy to be back. That's a little bit about how I got into the, the chamber world and then got back into it. Well, good. Ashley. Yeah, gosh, thinking back, I've I've always been a nonprofit. I feel like we're hardwired. <laughs> Somehow, somewhere along the way, we were hardwired differently than other people. But um, no, so I've spent about 15 years in different capacities of nonprofit, the majority of that in some leadership capacity. Um, I actually started my stint a little bit after college. I'm a UW Stout graduate, so in the area, I stuck around as well. Um, so we, uh, we stayed in the area, graduated from college, um, started shortly after college with the Boys and Girls Clubs of the Greater Chippewa Valley. Uh, moved up through a leadership track with them. I started here in Eau Claire. Helped open the club in Menominee, which was a tremendous honor being able to be involved with that. Um, shortly after, I served with United Way of Dunn County as their executive director. So uh, very involved in Menominee, getting to know business leaders and, and the community as a whole. Um, and I was with them for a few years. And then, yeah, about four years ago, got recruited 
for the chamber CEO position, which has just been an absolute blessing. And it's an honor because many people don't realize a chamber is a nonprofit, according to the IRS, but we operate like a business. business. Um, So it's, it's been wonderful because the transition of being able to move those relationships that I had built with BGC and United Way over to the chamber really have helped me um, stabilize some of the the challenges that we experienced pre-COVID from the chamber standpoint and really build on future relationships as well. So um, we actually live outside of Menominee as well. So my husband and I have a small hobby farm, all the animals. Because you don't have enough. I don't have enough to do, right? My husband works out of town half the time. So you'll see me slinging, (laughs) you know, cow feet at 4 a.m. Jack of all trades, master of Just many. to be clear, I won't see you no, at 4 a.m. No, you won't see me at 4 a.m. I'll be looking at my eyelids. So, <laughs> But um, no, and we, we love it. Um, but yeah, and so we have two teenage children and they keep us on our toes. And it's, it's really interesting, our life and the variable schedule as a CEO of a chamber, as you both understand. But um, I still love being in more of that community service realm. I just really feel like it's a passion of mine and it's been a great fit so far. One of the things I always tell people, and I learned early on from one of my mentors, is uh, it's kind of two pieces of the same thing, but it's one of of understanding. You both have made reference to being on the inside or having the information or that opportunity to to talk. Um, One of the things I always tell people is the fact that we're invited to a lot of things because of our name tag and not because of our real name. And, and that gives you an opportunity to really get inside and, and know that information, but also need to understand that the day we walk out the door, that pipeline stops. You know, we're, we're no longer on the inside. And, and so you kind of need to understand how to appreciate that. But it, it, it's one day we're working with a small business who their problem, I can remember one day in Superior walking through the, the, the alleys with our mayor, new, new, newly elect mayor, and, and this walked up to a business and this guy had this biggest problem in his world at that moment was how his garbage can got picked up and then the mayor looked at me he goes dave come on there's got to be real i said to him that's the biggest problem you need to address that exactly i said it's a phone call for me you keep talking to him i said i'll go make the phone call to the public store we'll have this done you're going to be the best person he's ever met in his life and sure enough this guy made sure he was on his campaign next time he did whatever it needed but it's it's part of that is to understand we get those opportunities to make an impact to be part of something that most people will never have you know and the other part that he would tell people is in the chamber world when you're having a bad day and of course we all you know we maybe have more of our share at times but part of what he said get in your car and drive around your town and look, look at all of the projects that the chamber has been part of since you've been there and and you realize there's so much going on that we just don't ever I want to say get credit for it but people don't know it we're, we're just there you know we get that opportunity to be part of things but his point was it's it's almost like a movie that you are the only character in that movie for the whole thing other people come and go and and so take that opportunity to celebrate the things the chamber does 
when most people don't even know what's going on, you know. When I just talked, we just had our um, coffee and commerce. We had taken kind of two months off of programming, right? Mm -hmm. Like to think about 2024, which is crazy to me. Um, But we just had a coffee and commerce last week with some of our new staff to get out. And I said, it's a good reminder because you can can get stuck in your four walls and it's easy to get stuck on the computer and answering emails and, you know, doing that stuff. And and I said, we need to get out because it just reminds you of why you do it. And then it also helps bring some levity too to like why you might think, oh, well, we know everything or this is what we want to do. Again, back to that programming of like, we don't do things for us. Right. We do them for the members in the community. So that requires you to be out talking to the members in the community. So I'm going to go maybe to a play, but talking about like hybrid work. And I said, we, we work in person again from hiring many new staff recently. But I said, that doesn't mean you're in the four walls. Right. So you work in person, but you're in person. I want you out talking to people and hearing, you know, people want to talk about their businesses and what oh. they're doing or the garbage can on the street yep. that isn't getting picked up, whatever that is. That's their life and that's their world and that's their every day. So then how can we hear that? And maybe, again, we don't have all the answers. I'm air quoting now, which I realize nobody can see. So air quoting. <laughs> we saw it. We saw it. Okay. It was real. Um, air quoting, but like we don't have all the answers, but can we put the, can we connect them to someone else or get be another resource? Because right. we, we have those conversations yeah. that they're in the business and working in it um, and it can't always get out of their businesses so it's our job to go to them and or make the opportunities for them to talk with other people but if we keep to your point if we keep talking to enough people all of a sudden the answer does come solution you know appears. it's like okay somebody's dealing with this a little bit let's well, I mean that. if you're waiting for me to you come know. up with the answer then I was like that's <laughs> it'll be waiting a while I'm not a poet, right? But it's like, yeah, it's that synergy yeah. of it's like just, just you keep it going long yep. enough. Somebody's going to say, "Well, I got this part, and I got this part." Okay, yeah, we can make this work. So, so again, we talked a little bit about what chambers are to our communities, and all of that. Um, you know, all of us are somewhat coming up on probably fiscal years and planning and that. What do you see the future for your chambers and your community? How do you see what what does that interaction look like? Ashley, why don't you go first? Gall, you know, if, if only we had a, a crystal ball that we oh, could Oh, I've got one into. in my office. Do you? Can yeah, I borrow it? Absolutely. Just for a day or two. Yeah, not a problem. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's it's really like we talked about before, leaning into our investors and finding out what, what their needs are. And if we're not growing, we're dying. And constantly having that idea of evolution. And I think we're, you know, when we look at the future is um, even the things that we're doing now, three years from now, do they still make sense? Um, so I anticipate that we'll be, we'll still be running some of the programming, but ultimately we want input and to help to help um, showcase what what their specific needs are, and then we will evolve around that. Uh, it's really interesting in Menominee we're taking a little bit more of an approach with building our future talent pipeline. We hear workforce every single day. Uh, oh. Workforce, child care, and housing seem to be like, so has this always been this you way with the chamber? Right. <laughs> like, and, and the thing is, people don't understand what that. Sorry, but it, yeah. th- they've always been connected. We've just never looked at it that way. And it's about you that know. perspective, yes. right? So when we flip that narrative and look at it, we know that we need to be more involved in those arenas. Yeah. Um, and in terms of building that future talent pipeline, that's going to affect all three of those areas. So we're really looking at bolstering our youth programming. We already do a youth career expo we used to do a youth leadership program which i believe dave your chamber currently does getting reignited with something like that um 
And that's really why we coined the term. We still use members. They're all our members. They're part of our membership, but they're also an investor because when they're investing in the chamber, it's not something necessarily that they're feeling today. When we're working with those youth programs, they're feeling that five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now. And it's also helping to build our community in different ways. So um, that's one area that we really can coin of like, we're looking at the future and what that means from building the future talent pipeline. Yep. All ages. Yeah. Allison? I mean, can I say ditto again? No, just, <laughs> I will not say that. Um, but similarly, right? I mean, these, yes. again, are topics that are not unique to our communities. I think how we help or assist or connect those are unique. I mean, as much as our communities are geographically located next oh, to each other, there are so, some similarities, but our, wide. our wide variety of differences, mm-hmm. not only from the businesses, but just stances from our uh, cities and city councils and things that impact um, the decisions when before I said, you know, not every, not most of us out of our control and we react to, um, but us too talking about pipeline with uh, uh, workforce pipeline um, and really looking at our um, schools to skills. So again, getting people into the businesses, but people meaning, you know, the schools and um, middle school and high school students. Um, and I think one of the things that I keep forgetting, because it doesn't seem that long ago, and I'm not even going to use the word you already used it once, um, but the f- last three years, three and a half years have been different, right? Um, and so getting, I have to remember that we weren't in businesses, we weren't meeting in person, right. you know, mm. uh, manufacturers weren't letting outside people in. And so getting back out there again yeah. and getting in and having those conversations and kind of re-educating as far as the workforce goes, right, is building that pipeline, but then also re-educating those. A lot of leadership has changed. So oh, much. I mean, so much. I, Big time. Yeah. conversations that I have in the nonprofit world for the Chippewa Valley leadership has changed. But then in businesses and for a lot of us, for manufacturers, they're no longer locally owned. Yes. They're globally owned, which means the owners aren't here. I don't just mm. see them at the grocery store we, at church. We are a pin so, on a map someplace. Yes. You and know, wondering, like, and, where's Wisconsin near Canada? Right. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> We, we just we yeah. were just with a, a good sized manufacturer in our area just a week ago, and the flip side of them not doing anything, but they were a pin on the map because I asked the CEO of the company, which is in another country, I said, "Why here?" I said, "Are we not just?" He said, "Oh, you're a pin on the map," but there was more to it, and, and they they are expanding here because of the solid workforce the solid commitment, all those things that we don't give someplace else. And and so you're, you're, you're right. Sometimes we have to make sure we're understanding where are those CEOs, but where are those decisions being made and how do we influence it? How do we make sure that we tip it to our favor? Um, and But yeah, it was ironic to experience that for a good way, but the opposite side to it, because you're right, the, these companies are getting bought up left and right, and they're going to look at us as a financial piece, nothing more. Yeah, and I think it gives us that opportunity. So sometimes it feels like Groundhog's Day. But what's been nice, Rain, right? This is the silver lining for me of hiring. You guys know six months ago I didn't feel this way um, as I'm hiring two thirds of a new staff. But when you, to educate them about the chamber world, you get to say, like, you're going to feel like you do this over and over again, but you have to just keep educating because they don't know. This is, and we don't, just like we don't know what goes on with their business, they share that with us. You know, our staff changes and then now their staffing changes. We have, we have to keep 
telling them and sharing what we do, what we can do for them and learning about them. I mean, I had a conversation with one of our members. It took me an hour to get into that. I got like one little nugget of like what he wanted and I was able to make that happen like within a couple of days. Wasn't anything sort of like the trash thing. Wasn't no, anything crazy it, big. It's still important to him. But it took an hour to get there. But I was yeah. like, yeah. but that's good because I got to ask the questions. So being new and you guys will learn this. I think you already learned that. It's like, I just ask a lot of questions mm-hmm. like, why, what, how, what, right? All the questions. Um, so I think it just gives us opportunity to continually educate. Sometimes it's just, again, not so much the credit, but just sharing, this is what we do, this is what we can do. And because we also know what's the average life cycle of an employee, like three years, we're doing, this is, it's con- it's constant, so. Well, and it's a good reminder to us, right? It, it keeps us humble in a sense and, and re-educates us because I think, as chamber leadership or, or even our staff, we live and breathe this every single day. Correct. And people, I don't think, understand well, they have the to full know we do scope. that. Right, right. They don't no, understand. No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, no. And, and sometimes I think we even forget, like, oh, yeah, we do that. We really need to be explaining that we do that and tooting our horn and really explaining that value out to the community. But sometimes we just get a little buried with what's going on and putting out the fires, right? How many of you feel like a fire, per- like, you know, a fireman, a firewoman? Yeah, there, 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 there are, are those days. days. Like yes. Five yes. Seven. You know, uh, no, but usually most days that end in a Y. And why? You know, right? Um, but but it's a good reminder to us when we're educating them as well of like, oh yeah, we do all of these awesome, incredible, impactful things for our community. Why are we not sharing that more? I, I think again, we, we we had that conversation during COVID for a very long time with my board, and I think part of it is just the history and the nature of chambers. Um, we do these things because one, no one else can. I mean, there used to be a very old saying, chambers do things that, that just get done and, and we move on to the next thing. We don't worry about getting patted on the back. We, we just know that this is what the community needs. And, and I think, but to your point, I think today we need to start making sure, and I don't want to say this as boasting, but that we get credit, but people understand who we are. Because so many people are like, still to this day, what's a chamber? What do we need you for? Well, Or think we are the government. Yeah. Oh, right? yeah. Like, oh, oh you must oh, have yeah. state benefits. That's yes. right. I We're wish. not the government. That'd be great. Like, that's not, How yeah. do I get on that? <laughs> <laughs> I just told the group yesterday, I'm, I'm glad I'm not. So it's, uh, <laughs> I, Well, that's part of the luxury is we, we're Switzerland. We yes. can remain neutral. So if the business community comes to us with a challenge, we can go to the city or county and say, Correct. hey, this is this is a challenge. Can we come to a mutual solution? Right. And a lot of times other businesses are not necessarily poised in that. Um, so we can help them right. with those conversations. And that goes back to something I said earlier about when, when we're trying to educate our investors that all of your employees are, are investors as well. Mm. We've really pivoted from how many investors members we have to we represent 45,000 people. Because now when Scott goes to the city council, the county board, the state, whatever, to talk about things, when you say that in front of your elected officials, they now have a whole nother look at us. It's like, ooh, okay, because there's no one in this area that represents more people than we do. No. We, we don't have one single elected official that until you get to the federal level. So again, when people start looking at us differently, that we impact all these lives, they start paying attention a whole different way than they've ever done before. Because typically, and I will say my 30 plus years, I've maybe heard a counselor or a county board member say, you know, I've gotten maybe 15 calls. 
and yet they represent 3,000 people. Well, okay, I got more than that. So let's let's really have an honest conversation. So it's, it is, I, I think, again, to your point earlier, we need to keep evolving. We need to keep changing, but that we do play a critical role in our communities. There's no doubt about that. And for us, the county lines are imaginary. So the oh. three of us at the table here, and, and really, when you know, Dave, when you asked about the future of our chamber, what does that look like and focusing on, it's also regionalism. How yes. can we partner together? Because like you said, you know, you have your workforce, we have ours in Menominee, Allison, you have yours in Chippewa. Well, that collective voice is much larger than than people realize. So how can we use that to to get to solutions, to right. really make it a great region? And we do a great job, I think, of, of having transparent conversations and saying, oh, how can we partner on this? Um, so really, you know, part of us in the future as well is how can we do more of that? Well, and, you know, again, we, we talk, both of you have tourism. And I think one of the things with tourism that people don't realize is that's such a selling point is, you know, you are naturally bringing here, and Benny with Visit Eau Claire, you're naturally bringing people here, and I think you said, Allison, to have fun, enjoy themselves. And now today in a world where a lot of people can work from anywhere, Mm. it's hard to track how many people may come here for a vacation or an event or a concert or something and say, you know what, this is a pretty dang nice place. What if we moved here? You know, that is, it's really, you can't, I think, quantify that, but we know what happens. And so, again, I think all those things are what make this area a strong region. But I remember when I first moved here and I kept having to ask people to find a geographical area, this Chippewa Valley and I got everything from Rice Lake to north of La Crosse to Toma. To, I mean, it really is a big area to some people. I think it, depending on who you are, but I think that's, again, to how do we define that? How do we make sure people understand that, again, we're all talking workforce. When, when I look at people moving here, mm-hmm. again, if they're coming from the cities and they got an hour and a half drive time in the morning, well, you put a pin at Lake Alley, where can you go from there? I mean, there's a big area that, that, that we can define, and I think we all would agree that we have people living and working in all three areas that, that again, that, that transportation is all it is to them. They, they don't care about a border. Oh, cross-community you know. for sure, Dave. And even even some of our investors, I mean, how many of us share businesses? Yes. How many of us have investors in all three communities and they engage and they're, they're really champions for our community? And, and being able to have that crossover from business and industry is also significantly important. Important. When I think, you know, as you talk about how do we work together, I'm going to go into, you know, the Chamber Alliance. And we've been talking about that, what kind of reinvigorating it. And I, I've told you guys, I appreciate, you know, kind of packing out to the 10,000 foot view of what does that look like, right? Leadership change at the Menominee Chamber a couple of years ago, me just within the last year, you not that long ago either mm-hmm. so when you think yeah. about in the last decade really all three of our chambers have changed over leadership Absolutely. Yeah. so looking back of like okay so the players aren't the original ones weren't at the table so what does it mean to us what what does that conversation look like right we all know our board chairs change in our board and our businesses so i think having those conversations and we've met regularly and we plan it you know we just met last week but i think every other month we're planning on yep. it if we don't see each other in other capacities um and i think that's really important too of you know the the chamber alliance with our three chambers and you've heard me say this too was like how do we work together but keep our own identities because we all we all have separate budgets we know that we have different funding strings we know that and so do our boards and it's important in certain conversations then other conversations it's not 
right? Then it's just, you know, how do we get it done and how do we have a bigger voice? How do we in the Chippewa Valley compete with the east side of the state? Right. Um, and we can't do that on our own and we have to do that together. And I say compete in the nicest possible way that compete can be the word, but right. we can't do it with with our communities just by ourselves. So how do we do it together while maintaining our own identities right. and still keeping with what our communities are and what it means to them? And I view it almost more, I, I agree with you, but I also see this as really we need to because the state is relying on us. Again, if you remove Milwaukee Madison from the state and, and, and all the growth numbers, we really are the, are the only area in the state that is growing in population and workforce, everything else. So we as an engine to the state have to make sure we are working together, we are collaborating in all these ways, because if we don't, the state is going to then falter. And again, I'm never going to rely on Madison, Milwaukee to make sure we got things done, you know. But again, when I look at where people want to live, have that have that quality family time, all those things, this is an area second to none right now. And I think we have an opportunity to make sure it grows in the right way. And it's just not done haphazardly per se, you know. So as we try to wrap up here soon, I'm, I'm, I'm going to assume as I look at my wonderful producer, director, creative person, Magic all around CEO wizard of the world <laughs> with her babushka on. <laughs> Google that one, young folks. <laughs> what is, so our podcast is called Business Matters. In a few words per se for each of you, and Allison will let you go first. What does business really mean to the Chippewa Falls area? So I thought about that one um, as we got our kind of questions a little bit ahead of time. And I really think uh, it it shows the strength and the vitality of the community. And I think when there's strong businesses, then there are strong community support. So businesses that are doing well, that are, that are seeing whether that's growth financially or um, footprint or employee-wise, um, they're able to support the efforts that are happening in the community. One thing, I, coming from the Twin Cities, um, but really calling this home, is it's so, I mean, I think the community as, a, well, the region is very philanthropic, but I'll just speak to my area, my neck of the world, is for a community of 15, 17,000 people, the types of projects that we are able to do in the community and are supported, and I don't think that happens if the business community isn't strong, then that doesn't mean that right. their employees are gonna have money to donate to those projects or the businesses themselves. So I think really the business is the barometer of of how the community is doing as a whole and so that's why i think business is important um specifically to chippewa falls and what it what it showcases um and what it shows strength sure and positivity and if they're doing well then the whole community will be doing well absolutely yeah or ashley ditto We'll just replay that answer. We'll just replay that. <laughs> yeah, no, it, yeah, Allison, I mean, she had some some excellent points there. You know, when we think about business, it is just a portion on kind of that life cycle. Like as a circle with arrows visioning that, 
um, business is just a portion of that. And when we talk with people, it's live, work, and play, right? Because there has to be all of that. You want restaurants to be able to go to. You want business, business and industry to be diverse so you can draw in all fashions of folks. Um, everyone makes the world go round. And what does that look like? If you have a business that's supplying a workforce, that person then is engaging in the community with purchasing real estate or land. They're shopping at the stores. They're going to the restaurants. And it's, it's just this cycle that feeds everyone. So let's look at that of what if there wasn't strong business? Turning the table on that, what would the community look like then? None of us would want to live, work, or play there. So really focusing in on business matters because business is the economic driver in our community. And without it, we would just be residential right. and people would go to other communities. Humans flock to community. Right. They do. So if we don't have that and it's not robust enough, we start losing the vitality of our area. And that is detrimental. That is absolutely detrimental. Well, I think to build on that, again, if you just look at some rural areas in Wisconsin, yep. you know, and, and that, you know, when those big industries shut down and, and those things disappear and you really become just that, I don't want to say just that, but but that neighboring area or whatever, um, you start losing a lot of other things. You, you know, and, and your school starts suffering because there's no tax base. And, and that's one of the ways I've always looked at it is, you know, when people want to beat up business for some reason, whatever that may be, I always challenge them, okay, what happens if we don't have any? Yep. You know, look at your community tax base. First of all, how much of that comes from the business sector? Pull that out of the city's budget, and you're going to lose about 30-some, 40% of any community. And what then? You know, right. And, and so so you have to look at it as a, it's it, it helps drive that economic piece to it. But, but as a community, to your point, we need it all. You know, again, I look, since I've been here now in Eau Claire and listened to the stories of Uniroyal closing mm. and that, you know, I, I think like a lot of communities, they, they experienced, you know, for all those years, they were so happy to have that one major employee that had thousands and thousands until that person walks out. Yet now as we look at our communities, I would say from a business standpoint, they're pretty diverse. I, I mean, you know, again, when I look at, at COVID and getting through there, as many businesses that we had that were suffering, there were a lot of businesses doing extremely well. And and that makes the community withstand those kind of things. So it is, you know, everybody's got a different view. And But I just remind people that we need all of the businesses to fill out the pie. You know, we need as many as we can to keep when one is up, the other is down or vice versa. It, it's important to have that. And there's a life cycle, I think, that oh, follows. You know, yes. and, and as we're talking about changes in the workforce and people remote working and you can go work wherever you'd like or live wherever you'd like because you can work wherever you'd like, right? Um, did that affect business? Yes, it did. Was it positive or negative? That depends on the business that you talk Absolutely. to. But no matter what, those folks who, let's say you're a remote worker, you don't have an office to go into, you work from your home, you still are going to want to do things in your community. You still want to do business in your community on whatever that looks like. Right. So it just, it, it will all balance out. And when folks talk about we're losing our workforce to the remote population, yeah, but maybe that's an entrepreneur who's starting a business and, and there's there's a call for that and there's an right. appetite and people who are going to purchase things from them or utilize their services. So it's just this this continuous life cycle and you have to remain positive. Correct. If you, even, if, even when you see businesses close 
closing or struggling or the, you know they're hurting there are still positive elements and dave back to your drive around town look at no. all the great things that are happening and just because one door is closing doesn't mean that another is not opening correct and I think okay. it's it is like cyclical for most of, right we haven't we weren't around a hundred years ago yep right but like some these days things, I feel like it some days uh, but we we weren't here I look at, we have like our old um, minutes like from when we were oh. a business count like a hundred and tw- I mean <laughs> they smell interesting you they know, t- old and antiquey uh, but we open them up and the concepts are the same right you know and they're paying dues of like two dollars and like right so it's interesting but you think about they were going doing the same thing when you went from absolutely you know a bad example with the one that comes to my mind is like you went from horse and they were like this car thing will never stick around right and i was like well interesting because that was a huge change that was yes. going to put people out of jobs but then it created different jobs and now as you as we talk like about manufacturing and you can't get the workforce and you talk about some automation i feel like automation within the last 20 years used to be a really, really scary oh. word. It was putting people out of jobs. Yes. Now it's supplementing yep. in my work. Creating and, more skilled yeah. positions. And so then it's like, okay, you're supplementing it. You're make, doing some of that harder labor with machines versus people because they're not machines. And so it, it it is that and it is that trying to be optimistic of like when one door closes, another one opens. And people felt this way and they've felt this way since the beginning of time because it's it's evolved and things have shifted. It doesn't mean ma- bad. It doesn't mean that it doesn't feel that it can't right. be sad at the time, especially for those that are impacted. But then how to, again, how are we there as a resource? How do we retool you? Or how do we get you thinking differently about your skill set? And how can you parlay that into a different industry right. or something that maybe you never even thought possible? Because the sky's the limit. What, what can you do and how can we help you see yeah, what sure. your options are? Well, when we talk about changing, yet we haven't changed. I, I, I love Scott Rogers' story of, of the Eau Claire Chamber starting. And he said, you know, we've got to remind people there's no coincidence that the Chamber's 110th anniversary is a year older than the university here. Hmm. Because a group of businessmen hired a railroad car to go to Madison to remind them to honor their pledge to put a university here. So when we talk about being the advocate for our community, that's not just words. I, I mean, that goes back to our beginning in that. So it's uh, it, it's fun to talk. And I, and I know we could probably sit here until the sun comes home, or in Ashley's case, the cows come in, or uh, <laughs> anything like that. Uh, but I, I, I am getting the evil eye. Um, as nice as it is, though, it, it's still, it's still we got to wrap this up. So thank you both. I appreciate it. I'll give you the a final, anything you want to share, maybe events coming up. We are going to air this in the next week or so. So anything maybe you want to promote or talk about going on in your community yeah i'll jump i'll jump on that first um over in menominee we have some new activities that are happening this fall and two that i'd really like to call out um in october late october i think it's october 24th don't quote me on that we are launching a leadership luncheon we have two incredible speakers dr quinn brooks from the university of wisconsin stout as well as stacy whaley from fire up and lead uh talking about leadership journey and really what does that look like for you so it's going to be a, an inspiring event at lucette Bruce brewery uh it's a luncheon we won't have beer i mean you're on your own on that one but uh, it's a um pizza buffet wood fired pizza buffet and such but come for inspiration and a slice and then in november we also have a financial wellness boot camp talking about home buying smart strategy with retirement savings we're talking a little bit about some cybersecurity and more so um some really great options as well for some home purchasing programs in the city of menominee but uh again both are investor 
feedback events that we launched and we're really looking forward to invigorating the community um we have some public opportunity for that as well but uh, check into them they're going to be awesome wonderful Allison? Um, I'd like to say, you know, reach out to any of us as we think about what our chambers mean to our communities and mm-hmm. what maybe our chamber alliance means to our members and to our communities as a whole. Um, again, with many new staff, stop in, visit us. Um, and uh, we're at 1 North Bridge Street, right in the heart of downtown uh, Chippewa Falls. So stop in and see us anytime. I'm thinking in generalities, like on the way down here, fall colors are happening. So get yeah. out, um, take some fall drives, uh, maybe head up north to the northern part of Chippewa County. But get out and I, I just think, you know, enjoy what our community has to offer. Reach out to us, stop by, say hi. Um, see me in the grocery store if I've got my baseball hat on on a Saturday. <laughs> Um, still happy to talk um, and just learn more again and continue learning about what our great communities have to offer and how we can be a part of that. So I have to share with the two of you, I lived in Colorado for about 10 years. And the first year I moved out there, these people learned I was from Wisconsin, some of my employees. And they're like, oh, we got to get you up in the mountains to see the beautiful fall colors in the trees. And I'm like, oh, oh, I'm excited about this. <laughs> so we get up there and we come over the top of this hill and they stop and pull off and they're like, there, look at that. And I'm like, look look at what? It's a color. It's, it's gold. Well, yeah, isn't it beautiful? I'm like, but it is a color. It's singular. We're going to northern Wisconsin come September, you people. I'm going to show you a colors Crayola hasn't even invented yet. <laughs> 102 colors later. I just, I did. I brought a handful of them here, and they were just in like, oh, my God. They really are more Context. than one. They did it, not you know, seen it. It's just like, wow, I'm just, you people need to get out of the state a little bit more. So. <laughs> it was like the Wizard of Oz. It when was. It goes from black and white oh, to color. Man, like it. it just was like, wow, one color got you guys that get excited. Oh, man. <laughs> Can't wait to see you in Wisconsin. So, a couple of quick things going on here in Eau Claire. We are actually launching a second podcast called, called Talking Point. It'll be hosted by uh, our wonderful director, CEO, and all around magic person in, in this room, Chelsea, but it's Scott Rogers and I talking about current issues. Ooh. Again, we kind of hinted earlier, sometimes I run around town setting people straight on facts, and so but there's just always something going on, and we want to make sure people, when they're debating these things, they have the right facts. As Grandpa said, you can't change them. You, you cannot, only one set of truths here. So uh, that will be uh, launching in a couple of weeks, and right around the corner from when this podcast will air, our sponsor will launch for 2024 so watch out for that we've got a lot of exciting news building up about that got uh, a few new sponsorships we're going to unveil but uh, as we did last year it's a first come first serve and uh, watch your email and facebook and everything else for news coming on that so with that again ladies thank you want to appreciate you coming in today and uh, everybody stay tuned have a good and wonderful fall season coming up i understand the weather is going to be in the mid 65 to 70s for most of september in October. So hang in there, folks.